0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network.
1: So I was looking through, cleaning up my office yesterday, and I found my old Motorola flip phone. Does it still work? Oh, the battery's dead, but I plugged it in and it powered up, and I tried making a call on it. I don't have service on it anymore, but it still worked.
2: (laughs) The display is kind of screwed up. Yeah, but you can still dial 911 with it. Yeah. So so just call them and say, hey, is this working? They don't mind.
1: No, but so here's what I did. So I said, <laughs> so it, it shows up and it says, what now? Which is what I had on this. So see, fun.
2: the buttons are kind of funky. You know, The you can see it's not working completely. Mm-hmm. It's funny when you find old technology and it's you plug it in, it still works. Every okay. iPhone I've Sorry, ever owned said, still works. Let me see if you can hear this. <laughs> you can hear that? Yeah. yeah. I hope you're not really dialing nine one one.
0: give Verizon
2: Wireless,
0: your call is transferred to an external operator, where you should be able to be.
2: So I mean, it still
1: calls, which really amazed the hell out of me. So it's got to
2: be digital; it can't be an analog one. Yeah, it's it's the old little StarTAC. Hmm.
1: God, that can't be. I mean, how old is that? It's a Verizon StarTAC. I, I I have no idea how old. I had this like in the in the mid nineties, right? It just, it just made me
2: laugh. I was like, holy
1: crap, it still calls.
2: <laughs> I thought they turned off all of the analog.
1: I thought so, too.
2: Hmm. It
1: can't be a digital, is it? Is the Motorola
2: Star Tag digital? I, we have this thing called Google. I'm doing that right now. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, TechFan265. I'm Tim Robertson. David Cohen's not here, as he said last week. But uh, I'm joined by world traveler Owen Rubin. <laughs> I home. did. I, I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, how long were you gone? You were gone for like two weeks, weren't you? A little
1: over two weeks. Yeah, yes. and then we were. We came back and we were gone again. So mm-hmm. we were in uh, Cambodia, and Vietnam, and then we came back. And shortly after that, we went up to Vancouver.
2: Well, we talked. I had you here before you went to Vietnam, and one of the things that we kind of discussed, I said, you know, it'd be fun is to get you back on the show and you get back and talk about kind of the state of technology that you can see as a tourist, you know, okay, uh, sure, in those places. So have you found that online, by the way, that phone?
1: Yeah. So, so what he's talking about I was cleaning my office where you, you weren't recording then. Were you? So. Uh,
2: I, I didn't get all of it now.
1: Okay. So I, uh, so I'm, I've been trying to clean up and throw stuff out of my office. I have a big, big box of old technology that I'll take to the recycle out there, like cable modems that don't work anymore. And, and I had a used to have a wireless internet here uh, by Sprint. It's a, a little square antenna and its modem. It's like why is this stuff sitting around here? So I'm stacking it in the box. And I found in my office my old Motorola StarTAC flip phone. So that was the smallest, I think, of the most of these. So I turned it on. Of course, it didn't turn on, which not surprisingly, me, but I Found the power supply with it. So I plugged it in, and on it came. And uh it powered up. The display is kind of funky. There's a bunch of lines missing, and the buttons... You know, it feels like it's been stepped on. It's a little...
0: <laughs> yeah, who but knows?
1: I, so I dialed my phone number on it, and I got a recording from... I heard it ring, and I got a recording from Verizon that they couldn't complete the call. But it connected. Right? And, and it Which is strange,
2: worked. because... And I, and I did get that on the show, but... I, I thought that the cell phone companies made a big deal of. Getting Look, you in. you have to you have to update your phone if you've got an analog cell phone because we're turning off that spectrum. It's not going to work anymore. So, yeah,
1: yeah. So it said this was uh, a semi clamshell design was launched in 1989. I looked it up, Motorola Uh and it, so it was 1989, and it says AMPS, CDMA, TDMA, and GSM networks. Hmm. So it doesn't have a sim card
2: no well verizon didn't use SIM cards verizon
1: didn't need one but it just it just made me laugh at this thing. and you know the little green light is blinking on the back and it's it's like a, it's like a happy camper of course if i unplug the power the the power goes immediately out the battery oh, so the like, battery's oh, toast totally shot but it just it just made me laugh that the thing actually powered up and can make a phone call you know you know it's, there's you somebody
2: know. listening to the show that's like oh my god i totally want that if you want it, if you want to email me, <laughs> do uh, it
1: quick before it goes it, to the curb. Before it goes to the curb, <laughs> I'll be happy to. I'll be happy to send it to you. <laughs> it's like, it, it, the battery doesn't match. I noticed the battery is a little grayer than the rest of the case, which is funny. So, so
2: you it, probably you know, replaced uh, it at one point.
1: Yeah, and it didn't have the black battery, but it just it makes me smile that sometimes old technology still works, which is. Which is what the whole thing about my office cleanup is about, is getting rid of all this old technology that I keep going, well, that might be worth something
2: someday, like this thing. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's sad. <laughs> you know, I uh just I think recently way when Apple switched to Intel. <laughs> uh, I was getting a little tired of the Apple Extended 2 keyboard that uh, David sent with Don McAllister and then it went to Gaz and then finally came to me last year at Mac Stock. So I've been using it for about a year, but I was, I don't know. I, it, it's really hard to read the keys. Really? I don't know if I know that keyboard. Which one is it? Oh, it's the Apple Extended 2. It's the one that everyone loved back in the 90s. Oh, okay. I have to the beige that. one. with. Oh, the big one. I have yeah, one yeah. on the floor. I, I found <clears> one of those too. Well, I, you can hook it up to your current Mac. You just have to have a little adapter. Yeah, it's it's a it's an ADB thing, right? No, well, technically, yeah, but you can connect it with uh, an S cable, S video cable. It's the yeah, same cable, <laughs> and then there's a little Griffin Technology thing, I believe it's Griffin, that goes from uh, S video to USB. So I just used that and plugged it in, and it worked. I had to I remap had of some of the somewhere. keys. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I was getting a little tired of it, and I actually put these little LED, uh, this LED strip underneath my desk, and above the keyboard, because when it's dark, I can't see the keyboard.
1: Yeah, it doesn't light up, and it's, it's right. are hard to read. I guess. It is.
2: So I put the LED strip on it, thinking it would help, but it really didn't help that much. It's too much glare. <laughs> and so I pulled that out, and I grabbed my DOS keyboard, the D-A-S keyboard, yeah. and it's just too loud. I just It, it was kind of annoying. <laughs> and the H and the I key wasn't working every time. Neither was the period. So whatever's I mean... <laughs> I, I used it; it worked great. I put it away. I bring it back out, and some of the keys don't work anymore. It probably just needs to be cleaned. It's, it is a mechanical keyboard, so. But you know what? I was like, eh, I'm not going to do that either. So I went and ordered. Well, first I did a lot of searching online. What I wanted was a keyboard that lights up, but I didn't want one that lights up around the keys, like a glowing keyboard. That's not what I wanted.
1: You want like the Mac, the Power MacBook Pro keyboards, right? Yeah, That's something like that, the, but desktop.
2: Right. Uh, so, I see so many of
1: these ones with blue LEDs that yes. light up around the key.
2: Let me I'm going to pull up eBay, because this is where I got this, and I don't want to i don't want to get it wrong, because people listen to this show, and they get ideas, and they go to look for something, and then, oh, I couldn't find it, Tim. Yeah, it's because I was stupid and bit on the wrong one, or told <laughs> you about the wrong one. Uh, let's see. Purchase history. Ugh, eBay is just not the way it used to be, I swear to God. No, maybe it's not. I didn't I, get it on...
1: So why you're, oh, why you're looking on eBay, I in the old technology thing I have just posted a uh, a brand new in the box PS3 MLG Pro circuit uh, wired controller for PS3 a wired it's sitting on the box sitting on the floor never opened See, I, someone gave it to me because they didn't know the difference between an Xbox and a PS3 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just it, so why I didn't give it away a long time ago is beyond me so it, it's I put it up on eBay
2: Well, now I'm looking I'm trying I'll purchase history Stupid, you think it'd be in your bidding thing? No, it's in, in, yeah, the way they do that now, you have to go to purchase history. You got to go to, yeah, my eBay and then, yeah, stupid purchase history. So, what this is, I I spent 25 bucks for it. It's an iVation, which I've never heard of, uh, large print, full size multimedia USB keyboard, white backlit LED lighted keyboard. Could you put more words into this stupid? (laughs) But what's cool about it is it's the the okay. letters and everything is really big, <clears throat> and look how on oh, and you and I aren't getting any younger. And looking at tiny little text, especially on the DOS keyboard, ugh, it's a pain. Oh, those
1: are nice. That's got like great big keys, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, well, the keys themselves are normal size, but the, I mean, the letters on it. But the letters on it, and only the letters glow. Not you don't see light coming from around the key. It's just the letters that light up. Nice. And it's run via USB. Unfortunately, it doesn't have a USB port on it, so I have to run my mouse to another. That's you know, I always hate I, that.
1: People don't do that, but
2: yeah. <sighs> it's a pain. But you know what? I, I've heard good and bad about this. I heard that the uh, the letters will wear off eventually, but it's twenty five bucks. If a year well, from wait, now how it's can they wear off, it's a sk- silk screened on there. I mean, I could no, feel them. If the
1: light comes through,
2: yeah, I've heard that they it just doesn't work as well after a while. And, oh, and it looks black, maybe the black wears off. Oh, I don't know, but right. if it happens, it happens, it happens. Yeah, if the if the black wore off, then you'd see more light through the key. Right. But it's twenty five bucks, so if that starts happening, I'll just buy another one.
1: Yeah, this actually looks. Like, I have to. Is it, okay, I'm going to say I'm old because I look at this and go, "This is for old people," because it's got it is it says, easy to see bold, large size letters. It
2: is well, but see, that's good when you're typing like at night and you're in a darkened room. Yep. And you got this great big lighted screen in front of you, and you can't see anything down. It's it's and I've got to pull out, you know, pull out drawer where my keyboard is. So if it's dark, I can't see my keyboard at all. Now yours
1: is, yours is white. They make a blue one for thirty four.
2: No, mine mine's. Oh, you mean the lights? Yeah. No, mine's white. I would and if, you know I really like the white, and I can adjust the. Uh, there's a little button on the keyboard. Where is it? It's got three levels of brightness and then off completely. I like it. I like it it's a lot.
1: Sweet. Yeah, I'm looking at that up there. The, it ranges from, like you said, I see the one you bought, twenty four ninety five, hundred and one sold, and right above it, thirty four ninety five, four hundred and thirteen sold.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, let's pay ten dollars more. <laughs> I, I, you know, they they said I wasn't going to get this until next Monday. I got it like three days later. Wow. So if you're a eBay user, I bought it from. Uh, db underscore roth r-o-t-h that's who i got it from see that's
1: the one i'm looking at i'm going to see the seller name on this one that says 24.95 i only see one that says 24.95
2: that's
0: the the guy yeah
2: well i bought one it got here really fast it took about three days i'm very pleased i so far it's great for typing on i was a little worried that it'd feel mushy or something nope uh, I couldn't find anything on Amazon. Amazon is just a nightmare looking for something like this. There's so much crap. Now I did have to remap some of the keyboards because this, this is a Windows PC keyboard. Um,
1: but you oh, sorry, know, you're running it on a uh, you're running it on a Mac. So, yeah. so the the Windows key I think is what command?
2: Uh, yeah. I remapped it all at this point. Oh, okay. I just went into keyboards and messed around until I found what I want. But it has an FN key. On the left-hand side, right next, right between the control and the Alt, I haven't mapped that yet. And it kind of drives me crazy because that's a key that I use all the time, and I haven't so figured out. So strangely,
1: if you put that—sorry, interrupt you—I no no no. Uh, if you put that exact large, I mentioned large print full size multimedia USB white light into Amazon, it shows up at twenty-four ninety-five with Prime shipping.
2: It's the same one. Exact same one. Yeah, I never found it on Amazon. Doing all my searching for lighted keyboards.
1: Yeah, I, but I typed that whole thing. That, that yeah, I just did for, too.
2: Well, I found it. It's oh well, yeah, twenty four ninety five.
1: There's other ones up there, but they're But I wonder if this
2: comes from it must come from an outside seller. I wonder if oh, it yeah. comes from the same in guy. Oh yeah. In fact, you know it, it is. It is. DB Roth picture. is the seller. Oh, is it? That's yep. too funny. It's sold by. So it's the same guy. Same price on Amazon. Um, I'll put a link in the uh, show notes to the Amazon one. Sure. It's free shipping and Prime. If you have guys that have Prime, that's. Where do
1: you see? Oh, there it is. Sold by DB Roth. That's just too funny. Uh,
2: I like it. I I have to say, you know, as as somebody who's not getting any younger, my eyesight's not getting any better anytime soon. I wanted something that lit up that I could see really well, and this just fit the bill perfectly. I you know, and I thought, yeah, I hate buying something without trying it first. And I thought about I looking like that, for yeah. the company themselves who make it and reach out. Hey, I want to do a review. But yeah, I was like, you know what? It's twenty five bucks. If it sucks, I'm out twenty five bucks. I mean, twenty five bucks doesn't even fill my tank at this point in the car. <laughs> so, what do you drive? Honda Accord. Like... Gas just shot up to like almost two fifty a gallon here. It was at two fifty. Is, yeah.
1: is that what you pay right now?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, well, when I left, I went down to Indianapolis for a couple of days this week, and when I left, the gas was a dollar ninety seven, and when I got back, it was like two thirty nine or two forty nine. I was like, "Holy
1: uh, crap!" We, ever under, we never went under. We don't. never went under two dollars. But I think we're almost three bucks again.
2: Yeah, I, I. You know, a lot a of quote? people blame the gas stations. It's not the gas stations that set no. prices. It can't be the it, gas stations. They all change at the same time. Well, it's speculators. It's the market. It's it's yeah. that's where the gas prices are set.
1: Well, I don't know. So California has this thing. We have a special formula.
2: Um, they do
1: something here for pollution. So we have a quote special formula, and so what happens is. Uh, when they decide it's time to raise the gas prices, one of the uh, refineries says, Oh, time to do some safety and go offline. So they just drop offline, and the gas prices go up like crazy for every- everywhere because they go, Oh, there's less gasoline now. And then they each take turns rotating who's offline.
2: Yep. Sounds about now, right. I guess
1: they really have to do that, but they seem to do it way off-line.
2: more often than they need to. <laughs> yep.
1: So I'm, I was gonna afraid to ask Tim, "What are you doing in the dark with your computer?"
2: <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> you know, I I I work during the day, and then I get home, and it's dinner time, and shortly after that, it's time to put the kids to bed. And I like to be in bed honestly between eleven thirty and midnight, so I can get up at six in the morning the next day or earlier. Uh, so, but so, but basically, between the time I'm done with those two things—putting the kids to bed and going to bed myself. I've got maybe an hour or two, and that's when I get a lot of stuff done at MyMac.com. By the way, I'm experimenting at MyMac right now. If you go there, it's going to look totally different. I don't know if I'm going to keep it that way or not. Um, Let me know if I can help. We'll go there. See what you think. I'll, yeah. I'll leave it there for a couple of days to see if I like it or not. I don't know.
1: It's definitely a new-look style. you got to fill that white area with something, though.
2: Yeah, that's just uh, it's just a temporary logo up there right now.
1: Oh look! There's my review.
2: <laughs> of course,
1: I posted a review. I haven't done a review for a while on uh, on. Uh, so I'll plug this thing. Um, sometimes I, when I used to write reviews all the time, sometimes a piece of tech would come and I go, "Oh my god, that was like timing was perfect.
2: Dude, this thing was perfect." And some time, the last time you wrote a review was July of 2012.
1: I know. It's I just four years. Sort of stop <laughs> stopped doing it. It's been four years. Wow, is it that that long yeah. is sad. okay? Uh, so this guy called, I think, um, and he said, uh, and, and he sent this thing to me, uh, and are power line adapters, and I don't okay, I've tried power line adapters, you know, things So that this is the take, power, the Tenda, T-N-D-A, T-E-N-D-A
2: power line adapters, power line adapters uh, and it costs and between what, 30 bucks and 60 bucks, Amazon Yeah, so prices. 30
1: bucks if you don't need the, like, plug that comes through, so it has a pass-through plug if you need that, it has two ports on the bottom instead of one if you're giving up a port to plug it in. Uh, so depending on which which order you want and how, what the high speed you want. And I've tried these things before. I've tried home plug things, and they just, I'm in an older house, and they just didn't work. So this thing arrived, and I immediately opened the box. And so, I mean, it was just as simple. You plug one into the wall, literally plug in the wall, and then I took, I unplugged a device from the back of my router, because all those ports are full, plugged it into one of the ports on this and connected a cable between the router and this. Then I went up to the other side of the house. I plugged the other one in, and I plugged it into a Linksys Wi-Fi router, set in in bypass mode. And I can explain that to someone if
2: they care. So but basically, it it's using your your copper wiring in your house to yep. extend an Ethernet network. Right, and it's, it's like that's running, where the power's running through.
1: Right, and because I, I can't run to get across this house, there's no way I can run a wire underneath the house. No, it just isn't going to work. No, I can't crawl up underneath there, uh, nor do I think I'd want to. Um, Anyway, and then you push a button on one, you run over and push the button on the other, and they attach. And immediately, the second Wi-Fi comes online, and it's working. And it's working fast. And I did... um, If you look at my review, I did some speed tests. It doesn't run... I couldn't get it to run at its full, full, full speed, uh, plugging in a wire on each end to a computer. But it ran much faster than my broadband is. So I get the full broadband speed up there. and And it ran decently for... Computer to computer transfers, and I really like this thing. And given the cost, much cheaper. I, I compared it to running a wire, which was probably an unfair test, but it still did fairly good. And, um, and
2: you know, you're getting but, your uh, full broadband speed for most people. That's all that really matters because they're not doing computer to computer transfers, anyways, of of a size you know, that's going to make a difference at the speed you're getting.
1: But where this might be good, like sometimes people get a smart TV. You don't have Ethernet in there, and some of them don't have Wi-Fi, or the Wi-Fi doesn't reach that room. Pop, get you can get the thirty-dollar one. It's a little little tiny square. Pop it in the wall, plug it in, plug it in by your router, and
2: you've got full-speed broadband. And I I streamed across it; it streamed just fine. Oh yeah. Well, so with wire to wire, you're getting almost eighty-four megabits per second.
1: What it's so it's a gigabit.
2: Yeah, Ethernet, right? So on this, you're getting about thirty-seven megabits yeah. per second. So about yeah, a third. Well, third, yeah. but that was
1: plenty to do streaming and stuff. It actually, really-
2: actually, that's closer to half, half than yeah. a third. It was,
1: and I that could you know, I have like I said, I have an old house. I, I didn't try, which I probably should have done, is plugging them in next to each other and seeing how close that they work. But in this old house, with on things that don't work, I swear at my Wi-Fi all the time. I have to have with this. Now I have two Wi-Fi access points on opposite sides of the house. Yeah. It works right now. Uh, but it, it I was swearing the day it arrived, like I couldn't get Wi Fi in the kitchen. Oh yeah. Like, God bless it. You know, it's like now I have now I have a Wi Fi and, and if I don't know if people understand on Linksys, if you plug the cable into one of the four ports, not into the the LAN port, but into a LAN port and turn off um basically don't let the thing be a router. It right. turns out it becomes a wireless hub. Yes. Yeah. And so you, you don't have to set it up. You just plug it in that way, and it, it, sits on, it sits and creates Wi-Fi, but it sends all the signals back to your main router, which right. handles it. It's an running.
2: extender at that point. It
1: becomes an extender, and that's the way to do it. And I've tried, by the way, maybe 30 Wi-Fi extenders. I have yet to find one that works.
2: Uh, I've got a client who I'm actually going out there after we record this show. Um, it's funny because <clears throat> they reached out to me through MyMac Productions, Okay. And I don't do a whole lot of tech calls anymore. And when I do, you know, I'm going to make it worth my time. So they reached out to me a few weeks ago initially. Uh, this guy called and he's saying he's getting all this spam and stuff that he never sent. And I said, well, you know, I'd, I'd love to come out and charge you money, but you're getting spooked by, uh, you know, by spammers. They're, they're just using your email. There's literally nothing you can do. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and look, I'd love to take money from you. You know, but it's you're not going to get any value of it. There's really nothing I can do. There's nothing anybody can really do about this. So that was all fine and dating. I get a call from a lady two weeks ago, and they're having all kinds of Mac issues. And okay, I can come out and help with that. Turns out it was the wife of the guy who called me originally. <laughs> <laughs> and so they give me this address, and it's kind of in this uh, rural area. And she says in her description, uh, when you find the address, we're actually the house behind the house out front. So okay. I'm thinking, okay. you think of that, and you think of a rural area, you're thinking, okay, they live like in a shack. Somebody else's second house that's on their property, They that's where they're renting or something.
1: No, sometimes those lots are so big, there's an, there's an address and an A address. Right? Yeah,
2: so I get to this house, and I go down the driveway, and it's a beautiful driveway that lasts about a quarter mile. <laughs> and then I come up to this house that, it's wood, but it's basically a mansion. They've got a detached six-car garage. That's
1: six-car garage.
2: Oh my god, dude! This is I'm like, holy moly! These people have some cash. Now you have to charge them. Now I gotta charge them. <laughs> and when I do tech calls, I usually generally charge 110 bucks an hour. Okay. Uh, I was there for three hours, so you do the math. And so I get there and two hundred twenty, no, uh, three hundred thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so I get there and I, you know, I help them out. There's a lot that needs to be done. Uh, she was talking about upgrading her computer, and I looked at it. and It's a two thousand and seven iMac, and I'm like, look, I, uh, I could, I could boost the RAM of this. I could put an SSD in it. It'll be a faster machine. But don't do it. And look, I am going to make more money from you if you upgrade this. Don't do it; it's not worth your money. Just just replace it at this point. I said one of two things are going to happen on this two thousand and seven within the next year or two: the power supply is going to go bad, or the GPU is going to go bad. One of those is two that, things.
1: Is that a, what what processor was in the 2007
2: It's It's an Intel, but it's, it's an, an Intel, Intel it's Core two Duo. I mean, okay, it's just not worth upgrading. You know, it's a twenty four inch. How sad that that processor is not. Anyway, <laughs> so she's you know i I talked to her I said just get a twenty seven inch imac that's what her husband has the brand new one uh you'll be a lot happier don't I, I'll come out and I can do a data transfer and all that stuff for you so all your stuff will be on the new machine but don't don't put any more money into this old machine and so I thought everything was good. I get a text from her when I was in Indianapolis because they had hired this company to help them with the email problem and it looks like the problem's gone, so I don't know what happened. But she calls me and says, uh, or no, I get out there, and she says, well, we finally got a hold of um, Google support. I said, Google doesn't have support.
0: Uh-oh.
2: She says, well, it's, it's Google you know, Gmail. It's, it's their support. I said, they, they don't offer support for, for Gmail. That's Google doesn't do that. Well, this is a company that works with Google. They were recommended through Google. I said, Google doesn't recommend companies for anything like this. This is, this sounds like a scam and she defends them. She's all, well, they helped. And you know, the email problem seems to have gone away. And I was like, well, if you're happy, then, you know, I, I, I I can't say that they were not a legitimate company or, you know, if you're happy with what you paid and she didn't tell me what they paid. So later I'm working on her computer because I started with his and she pulls up this thing And it's the PDF of the invoice, and they had to pay the this company via PayPal nine hundred and something dollars, and I'm like, wow. I said, this look, if you're happy paying this price and the problem's gone, that's great. But this is really, really suspicious to me. You know, I get a text from her this week. Tim, you were right. We've been hacked. I've got to stop on the payment, on the credit card, Good luck blah, blah, blah. Um, how soon can you come back out? So I'm going back out there after I'm done with this episode. <laughs> oh man! So for those listening, and let's be honest, Owen, people who listen to this pro- podcast know better. They so should you would think better. so anyways. Google doesn't offer support. Google doesn't have any partners that you can pay money to. To help you with your personal computer, those things don't exist. If a company says they can remotely dial in and help you, and the bill's going to be almost a thousand dollars, it's a scam. Don't if they do say that. They,
1: if they say they can do it for free, don't do it.
2: No. If you get a call that says we've detected a, a problem with your Windows computer, that it's a scam
1: especially if you don't have a window. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, wife just got that the other day. Hi, this is Microsoft calling. We're calling about your computer. And, and she was like, just why would you care about my Apple?
2: Click.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm looking just for grins. I typed Google support. huh. And there is a page, Google apps administration, help how to contact Google Apps support. And it says it covers like about nine different apps from them. And they have a toll free number but They recommend you use the support forum, which is where most of the time that goes. But I have no idea if this is what this is. But it, it's a Google. It's a Google web page.
2: That's
1: mm, still be support suspicious. Dot, support.google.com. But I had no idea Google did any kind of support on their free apps.
2: Yeah, I did. And I bet that's more business related than it must consumer be. related. And and look, the, Google does sell uh, Google apps to businesses at a level that they get a lot more features than they give away for free. And there's companies that specialize in that, and th- those aren't scams; those are real things. But if it's if it's home based support and it costs a thousand bucks, you better throw up some red flags because yeah. chances are you're getting scammed. Unfortunately, well,
1: stuff is getting good to scam stuff. I every once in a while I get a pay, uh, email and I have to stare at it for a while, and uh, so I run a I I do have a Windows machine. And I run this thing called Sandbox, which I I wish there was something similar for Apple, but Sandbox runs like a mini VM layer and opens all the windows protected. And it's really amazing how good they look. It's like,
2: wow, I could see how people could be easily sucked into thinking this is real. Um, they're getting, yeah. they're getting better in some of them, but you follow me on, uh, we're friends on Facebook and yep. probably once a week and I could do it every couple hours if I wanted to, but once a week I'll post a screenshot of an email I get and I always use the same caption seems legit. Yeah. And it's just the most scammy of scam things. Yeah, you know, like I every week I get a new email that I've been accepted into the women's uh, tech something. It's leaders of I don't know, and I'm like really. Okay. I get that
1: from my like, you know Edison Labs, which <clears throat> the website is still up, even though we don't really run the
2: company anymore. I just never took the website
1: down, and I'll get four or five a year about how we've won company of the year in our city.
2: Yeah. You right.
1: Know, and then, and and then you go to the web page, and you can order for like eighty nine ninety nine. Yes. A large glass uh, award that says Company of the Year by this looks very official.
2: The other one that I get a, a lot is the Who's. You've been accepted into the Who's Who of business or hey, of leaders. Too. Yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> so if you what get those business. people, are those choices. are scams. Those are scams. <laughs> Let's, uh, wow. let's take a quick break,
0: and Owen and I will be right back. This is Mark Chappell of the Essential Mac and the Rampant Mumblings podcast. And this is Carl Madden of the Mac and Forth Show podcast. You know what, Carl? No, nope, never met him. But it's funny how many people ask. No, no, no. I mean, you know what we should do? Get better writers? Well, that goes about saying. No, I think we should merge. Excuse me? Rampant Mumblings, Essential Mac, Mac and Forth should merge. Sounds messy. No, no, no. it will be good. We can still have all the incisive news, views, and opinions of Rampant Mumblings and Essential Mac along with... Well, whatever Mac and Forth has to offer. Hmm. And what should we call this new monster? Uh, I mean venture. Well, it's still essentially an apple-related show, so why not, how do you like those apples? Catchy, but does it essentially sum up what an apple show should be about? All right. how about get your apples here, an apple a day, chatty apple, Happy pie, oh, oh just apple no we essentially need something that is more apple related monkey tennis huh no 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 we just need something essentially apple that lets people know we will essentially be discussing apple related things you knuckleheads just call your new podcast the essential apple podcast for when people have essentially run out of
2: good podcasts to listen to
0: should have gone with monkey tennis
2: Back here on TechFan 265. We've got some feedback to get to and we'll do that in a few minutes. But first, but first, Owen Rubin, I want to talk about our sponsor, MaxSales.com. You know, last last week I, I posted this uh link to an awesome deal for a D Link wireless AC750 router. It was like twenty-five bucks. It's gone back up in price, people. So when I tell you guys, because somebody emailed me just like two days ago, they're like, oh, I followed the link, and it's it's not $25 anymore. It's it's 45 Well, yeah, I told you at the beginning, <laughs> these prices are a sale price. I don't know how long they're going to last. So if you hear something on this show, don't delay. Get up there. Make sure the price is still the one that I said because they're going to go back up. That's kind of the whole thing. And when it's a sale, you got to jump on it quick. So what well, a the one link. right
1: now. Um, a 480 gigabyte Electra SSD kit, which includes the for 181. That's a good price. That's about fifty bucks below what it normally
2: costs. Yeah, um, yeah. actually, it's that's, 178. It's 178 bucks. I see 18175 when I look. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the link that I followed. Uh, I'll send it to you in uh, on that's Skype. That's funny. It's- well, it might be for it might be slightly different than the one that I found too.
1: It, this is the back to school weekly savings.
2: Now, this is the DIY bundle. Oh, that okay, I'm that's a little at. different. Okay, but yeah.
1: yeah. These prices, there's some good sales up there.
2: So you get Which a I half know, a terabyte was- SSD and an external case and a tool kit for 178 bucks. I mean,
1: that's oh, a I'm good price. I paid 390 for mine about
2: a year ago. Yeah, right. It's crazy that the prices just keep dropping on these things by the way
1: if you have not done that if you have like an older macbook pro and or and or even a even a desktop machine that still has the three and a half inch drive inside or two and a half inch drive swapping this thing out is like getting a new computer yeah it really is and so just to let people i know a lot of people are afraid that oh i can't do that so i had a friend of ours this woman, about my age, and she's was complaining about her computer was being really slow. And I pointed her at this upgrade, both memory and this the thing. I said, ordered from them, the instructions that come and the videos that are online, you'll be able to do it. And she was a little nervous about it, but she, I said, and if you get stuck, call me, I'll come help you. And I get a call about two weeks later.
2: Oh, my God, that was so easy. Mm-hmm. She was so, just
1: blown away at how easy it was to upgrade her machine. So
2: so we're very obviously we're very happy to have OWc as the in a sponsor here on tech fan and if you've got an older Mac what do you do with the old hard drive well this kit comes with an external case so you could take your old hard drive put it in this case and just use it as a backup or just media um, and it comes with the toolkit so you can actually take your machine apart to upgrade it and they've got videos online on YouTube it's right here on the site how to uh, install a hard drive and ex- and OWC Expression Closure, uh, how to install it in whatever Mac you have. They've got a step-by-step video. It's really great to have it on your iPhone or your iPad. And you can pause it as you're doing the job. So yep. $178, I don't know how long the sale is going to last. Uh, right now, that's a savings of 48 bucks. So if you're interested, now is the time to get it. Go to <coughs> MaxSales.com and uh, look for the DIY bundle, 480 gigabyte, or... Even better, just go to com. In show notes for $265, you will find a direct link to it. And we want to thank OWC for sponsoring TechFan. I, like uh, I should little, say com.
1: I like their little USB-C dock, by mm-hmm. the way. You've seen that? It looks like a giant iPhone. It and does. It even comes in all the colors of an iPhone. Well, of the MacBook. Yeah, right. All the colors of the MacBook. Yeah, it's a... Or is that rose gold and silver and what's the other one? Space gray,
2: right? It's really a cool-looking little gadget. So, Owen, we uh, we love getting feedback here on the show. We encourage anybody who wants to share to send us an email. It's theshow at techfanpodcast.com or leave a comment in the show notes, and we'll see it there as well. Uh, I was talking about last week um, leaving us a review on iTunes. You know, that used to be a lot easier. It's not as obvious on how to no. leave a review anymore. It's crazy. That drives me.
1: It does. It's, I
2: tried to find one some for somebody else. It's like, where is the button? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I think podcast is almost uh, an afterthought for Apple and iTunes. It's too bad. So what's funny is yeah. I just posted, and, and of course you can reach us on Twitter. It's TechFan Podcast. Um, <coughs> is it TechFan Podcast or is it just yeah, it's TechFan Podcast? <laughs> I had to make sure. I posted a uh, a picture. You know, I've got this little mini computer that I've got set up for my third and final mini arcade build. Okay. I just haven't got to the build yet. I will eventually. It's just you know life. And so I've just got it hooked up to uh, an old sync a Dell. No, it's a Samsung SyncMaster Seven Hundred and Ten N monitor. And this thing is like it's got gouges in the screen, scratch, which you don't really see when it's actually running. See.
1: Actually, that makes it look like a real video game.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. So authentic. Uh, it's it's an okay monitor, and it's really just my test monitor for situations like this, because that's really the thing holding me back right now is finding the decent monitor that I want to put in that's horizontal in the iCade, which is, I can find them, but they're way too small. So it's still a struggle. But anyways, uh, I leave that machine running, and it's just running You know, my, my uh, MAME stuff. Okay. Uh, generally, I'm on the Atari 2600. I've been playing some homebrew games on there.
1: What do you What do you use for your main front end? Oh, um, oh. the reason I asked is I, I, you know, I've been setting up one of these. Yeah, uh, I got one of these baby art, baby cabinets, um, and and I got, I got was given a PC here. It's a PC. I don't need any so I stuck that in there, and I got it. But I've been playing with front ends, and I'm not happy with anything.
2: Yeah, it front ends is probably the 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 hardest one, but I use uh Maximus Arcade. Maximus. Yep. And now it's not free. Most of them are free. Uh HyperSpin is the best, but it's so freaking complicated to get set up. I have HyperSpin,
1: but I I obviously don't have it set up right because it's still not looking right.
2: Right. <clears throat> go with go. Ch- take a look at Maximus. It, it really, I think you could download it for free, and it'll give you maximus a limited function.
1: maximus dot com.
2: Yeah, it might be it. I don't know, but I yeah, that's. I'm on the page now. So. Yeah, okay. when I bought my first pedestal arcade, it came with that software. This guy bought it and registered it. Ah, okay. So I that's just what I've been using, and uh, I've just cloned it over to another machine. It works great. You can really get it set up. I've got. Uh, there's not as many themes for it, but I, you know. Even the default themes are fine. It's you know, it's just choosing a game and hitting enter, and you're playing that game now.
1: Free demo, $25 unlock. Fees.
2: Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's worth 25 bucks. It really is. If you're going to get into it seriously, it's fun. But if you can find someone who could set up a hyperspin, it's even better. It Wait, really I have an
1: X-Arcade. I wonder if I should be,
2: get this thing free. That's weird. Never, it says you also get Maximus Arcade free with an X-Arcade purchase. Maybe that's something new. Could be. So I leave this thing running all the time. I just turn off the screen. The little okay. tiny computer takes up, you know, almost no power, so I don't care. So I turned on the screen because I felt like playing uh, a game on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred on it. And it's a homebrew game. It's something that was never released for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Okay. Uh, called Ladybug. I love Ladybug in the arcade, and I wanted to see what this person did with the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Instruction set. Could he actually make Ladybug? And he did a fantastic job. It's really, really good. You can buy the actual cart. You can buy the Ladybug cart. It's homebrew, but Mm. you can buy it at Atariage.com. But I just downloaded the ROM and stuck it in here, and it works perfect. So I'm I'm really enjoying it. Someone else also did a a Pac-Man the way it should have been done on the 2600. And that's a lot better than the Atari 2600 Pac-Man, which is a piece of junk. Uh, Anyways, I left it running, and somehow... Somebody put something on my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> that somebody was probably me, to be honest. So I, I turn on the monitor, and Maximus Arcade is still running in the background, but for whatever reason, ten thousand copies of the calculator have now launched in Windows eight point one. <laughs> I took if you go, if if you're in front of your computer, go to twitter dot com slash podcast. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Twitter.com/slash uh, what podcast. Actually, I put us I put it up on the MyMac uh, Twitter page as well. So either one of those. Oh God, that's hysterical! And so, <laughs> so you see a screen full of calculators. But here's the thing if you if you close one of those calculators, Owen, another one opens. N- no, there's like a thousand behind each one of those stacks. So oh. you only see like twenty calculators on the screen, but behind each one of those is another thousand. <laughs> Instances of it being open. Does Windows have the equivalent that Apple did of like the option close? Not that I, I'm i sure there are, but I mean, there's so many of it's just one app and it's Control all, all delete. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I just I just literally turned it off and turned it back on. Oh, God, and, that's funny. But I I tried to start closing them at first and it's click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 uh, for the win.
1: For the win. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's what, that's what that's FTW hysterical. is, for the win. I could, I'm surprised
1: I, it didn't crash. I'll give it credit I, for not crashing.
2: And this is a tiny little PC, too, man. This is a tiny little PC. And wow. yet, it. I, here's the thing. On a Mac, if that application is <laughs> open and you double-click it, it just brings that application forward again. It doesn't launch a new version of that software Some and windows apps do that and some don't i i i'm amazed that <laughs> windows calculator is one of those apps that will just launch a thousand different times it's uh it's, it was kind of funny anyways anyways i did want to bring that up that is our twitter feed so you can hit us up on twitter as well uh we do have uh some email so let's get to that and uh first one is our buddy brendan brendan rowland And he wrote, uh, let me see. Pals of mine run a computer repair shop. A recent trend is customers coming in with 64 gigabyte, 128 gigabyte thumb drives. uh, They have bought online for a stupidly trivial sum. Now, what he's talking about is last week, Owen, we're talking about some of the practices that we see Amazon doing now. Okay. Which is selling counterfeit stuff because they've opened up the storefront to Chinese manufacturers uh, and they will use exactly the same model number and everything as a legitimate, in this case, sand disc thumb drive or card. And when you're on the, you, know, you do a search, you come across the real one and all of these forgeries and the forgeries are half the cost or, or even lower. And so you you buy a counterfeit, not thinking that this is a counterfeit. And it says it's fulfilled by Amazon, so you think it's legitimate, and it's really right. not.
1: You sort of want to be able to trust Amazon. And,
2: and they're starting to go down a path where it's going to be more and more difficult. So continuing with uh, Brendan's email, in reality, these drives are 4-gigabyte drives, but the scammers have falsified the flash controllers so they can report themselves as larger devices. Wow. Such devices work fine until they are full, at which point behavior varies. Some drives start overwriting from the beginning. Others just stop working altogether. I would like to think that Amazon would suffer a loss of reputation for allowing these unacceptable business practices, quotes from Brickenstock, but doubt it will happen. Those of us with a bit more of a passing interest in tech matters are aware of such matters. But for Joe Joan Public, uh, just as Facebook equals Internet, uh, so online shopping equals Amazon. He's right. As Tim said, Amazon doesn't care, and it could get away with not caring, owning, and owning such a large share of the online shopping. He's right. I don't think Owen really. Or Owen, I don't think Amazon really does care. Owen, I think they're happy to fulfill it. What is the return rate on stuff like this? Maybe fifty percent. It might be. It might be. If does that. Amazon
1: fulfill the re- take care of the return for them?
2: Well, these counterfeit companies send them to Amazon. And Amazon warehouses them. So it is technically fulfilled by Amazon, but they're not all fulfilled. That fulfilled by Amazon doesn't necessarily mean it's going to ship from Amazon. Now, if you get something like this and you get a hold of Amazon, they'll refund your money. They don't care.
1: But now you're going to make me check, check my recent Samsung Sam disc purchase from them.
2: Usually it doesn't actually look like the original. It does. They, they don't go so far as to put Samsung on the case itself. Although Sam, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bad situation. I I don't think Amazon is helping themselves. And I said last week, I think they're just trying to be more like Alibaba, which is the biggest online merchant in the world, because they are worldwide. They're huge, but they're full of junk and.
1: Oh yeah, you gotta know what you're buying. Right?
2: You gotta know what you're buying. You gotta see who's. Well, it's, it's, I'm it's, curious
1: if it's if it's, it's. It seems like it'd be a lot of work to rework the controllers. To be honest, I'm just wondering if they're buying. They're, they're
2: buying you only crap. have to do it once, and then you can replicate it with a replicator. No, but I'm wondering
1: if they're just buying crap, um, crap parts, and a lot of them just fail. I wonder I if don't they're, know. Just, they're just junk. They're just junk flash memory, and they, you know, nobody's test. Here's the weird thing: nobody test you, look, consumer electronics. They don't get tested anymore. The consumer is the tester. I mean, even Apple. You know, when I bought my first iPhone, I went through five before I got one that actually didn't have a problem. Um, it 's just too costly to test, I mean think about what it, what it, time and materials to test, yeah, so it 's very possible they're just they buy them from a very crap facility, and a lot of them just don 't work
2: well, most of them, them are all in you know these sellers are in Sinjin, China, and you know that 's it 's yeah, their I mean, next door neighbors
1: i've bought i 've bought junky stuff that i 've returned and got another one and it works fine, and i 'm just wondering if it 's not. If it's less, you know, less conspiracy theory here and just just total crap in reality.
2: Well, it, it's a big brick and Sock stock stock uh, stopped selling on Amazon all completely because they said it's just it's full of uh, imposters and yeah, it, they exact. just can't do it. In fact, you know, if you're one of their authorized resellers, they ban you from selling on Amazon as well, and if you do, they won't sell to you anymore. So, wow. yeah, it's it's. Forgeries on Amazon is becoming a huge problem. It's Amazon's own fault because they courted all these Chinese companies that have a bad reputation of doing exactly this. That's sad. And I think eventually this is going to come and bite Amazon in the ass. And, I, you know, I'm a fan of Amazon. I, I've been shopping there since they opened the doors, you know, and it's kind of sad to see them going down this route. Hopefully well, they'll, they'll asked, change this. You asked me... Before I think before going on about
1: traveling and what technology was like over there, it's yeah. interesting when you travel to Asia. Um, if you ever go to a night market, and I highly recommend it because it's a fantastic thing to see. They're not night markets like we have here. Um, night markets are mostly bootleg stuff. Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of different foods and there's a, and street food in Asia is fantastic. You know, uh, you just have to be careful what you buy and how it's made, but you can tell. And um so we went to a night market again when we were in when we were in Saigon and um uh and you find all this counterfeit stuff and you know it's counterfeit they don't even hide the fact that it's counterfeit uh DVDs and you know and uh Blu-ray discs and watches and and so I then there was electronic components and stuff and I suspect it's all the same stuff and most of it is is dirt cheap and it works I mean I I think I one twelve 12 years ago we went we were in Asia and I bought a bunch of DVDs for like a buck a piece. They come in a little envelope. They don't come in a plastic box. Right. Uh, and I think of the 50, 10 or 15 I bought three didn't work. And it's really funny when you look at the envelope, um, they'll have photocopied the front of the DVD they're copying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I don't even think I have them anymore. I think I just bought them cause I was curious and we watched movies while we were there. Uh, but the back will have nonsense writing on them. You know, the, where the writing would be, they'll just have some, you know, they'll have copied the warranty information off of your, uh, off of a, a, you know, a Wi-Fi access router or something. Right. It's really funny when you read the cover, it's like, well, that means nothing. Um, but it's obvious they're bootleg. But I guess when you're selling on Amazon, and it's not obvious it's bootleg, that it becomes a problem.
2: So how was, uh, and we'll get back to the feedback. We've got a lot more here, but... Uh, let's stay with your trip over there. One of the things that I suggest is kind of take a look at the technology and what you're seeing over there, and uh, let us know. So, what did you see? How is the the infrastructure over there from a technology standpoint, and the hotels and
1: Wi-Fi was everywhere. Was it everywhere? I mean, so I was going to buy a SIM card for my phone when I got there, so I could use roaming Wi-Fi, and I didn't need it. Every restaurant. Uh, we were in, in, in sometimes little towns had town Wi-Fi. Um, it was really kind of interesting. It was always free Wi-Fi everywhere, and just for grins, I connected to my Dish Network. You know, re, you know, uh, remote viewing. And yep. I could stream HD
2: video. So it was really fast really infrastructure. Fast, right? Yeah,
1: uh, and things are you know, it's really funny. It's Vietnam, you know, the country was kind of blown up during the war, right? We we. We pretty much decimated a lot of it. So a lot of things are new. So it feels new. We had a great time. It was hot as could be. But it it seems more modern sometimes in the U.S.
2: That's not surprising. Right. Yeah. some some parts of the U.S. feels like it's stuck still in the 1970s or 50s. Where, where I live,
1: yeah, it's like I mean, live in, I live next to San Francisco, and our technology, you know, trying to get broadband up at my house is just ridiculous. Yeah,
2: it's it's, it's a it's just so sad. I mean, we you would think in, the company uh, that the uh, the country that invented most of this technology would have the best of the best, and we just don't. Well,
1: but th- no, but that there's a real there's a realism there. Uh, as someone who used to buy technology f- when it first came out, and you know this, Tim, you go, oh, that's cool, I'm buying that. You know, five years later, four years later, a, a much better version has come out, and you still have your old one. Um, and I think that's sort of where the U.S. is. They've spent all this money to build the infrastructure originally, and then it's very expensive to rebuild the infrastructure, right? If you look at of parts of China, they never ha- people didn't have phones because the cost of running wires out into the you know, long distances was, was prohibitively too expensive. So they, they started with cell coverage,
2: Yep.
1: right? And so their cell coverage is there wasn't any place we went in China, we couldn't get a signal, even down in the Three Gorges River, which is like being down inside a Grand Canyon. There's cell coverage, the guy's next to me's phone is ringing. Um, I, so, because that's what they started with, that's all they had. Um, so, you know, we're a generation behind and it just takes time to get it updated. Uh, I, I find when we travel a lot, to a lot of countries that that they're
2: way ahead of us. Uh, I know Korea is. They Korea have is. they have three Korea times is. the fast faster uh, internet connections than we do.
1: The, the best airport I've ever been to
2: was in South Korea. Yeah, the Incheon Airport is just amazing. So
1: we had unfortunately a nine hour stopover, but this airport, which is ultra modern and brand new they they have lots of people who have stopovers so there's a place you can go sleep they have a dark area with these lounge chairs and you can go sleep they have a place where you can get you can take a shower you can get a shower room it's free uh, they give free tours of ne- neighboring cities and and temples so you say oh i got 9 hours to waste there's a 4 5 hour tour that's free by the airport wow there's a movie theater there's you know lots of restaurants it's just an incredibly modern uh and well-serviced airport. It's just, it blew me away how nice that airport
2: was. One of the things that David and I talked about last week was you know, kind of the, the main topic was our anger at Apple for the slow, slow upgrade cycle and yet continuing high prices of, especially the Mac pro. Yeah. And so Donnie Yankalo writer at dot com and teacher sent in uh, an email <coughs> And he says, uh, hey, guys, I have a comment on this episode. First, I can't agree more that Apple is lagging on Mac releases. In fact, I made a tweet a couple of weeks ago that Apple needs to think different and release some (laughs) new Macs for a change. I'm sure that's where the seed for this discussion was planted. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, I I don't even think that they need a new model, just upgrades. When was the last time they even did that?
0: Yeah, uh, they seem, like,
2: yeah, it's, it's it's too long. They seem like to be stuck, it. right? They seem to be stuck on this idea that they can only release product. I got to put my glasses on, dude. I can't see. Uh They seem to be stuck on this idea that they can only release products at certain times of the year and during a keynote. Second, <laughs> bless you. Second, I think Apple is falling into the trap of or problem of having too many products, like they did in the nineties. And before, jobs came back and streamlined the product line. I know they are trying to hit different price points, but this is ridiculous. Uh, They need to stop releasing new models of the iPads and dropping the price of the old ones. It is too confusing for the average average consumer. Why are they selling the Mac Mini 4th gen and still selling the Mac Mini Mm 2? Kill the older one. If they want to sell a Pro line of iPads, fine. Have an iPad Pro and an iPad. Drop the Air name. I think it's worse with the Macs. Why are they still selling the MacBook Air and the MacBook? Kill the Air and keep the MacBook as a consumer Mac. Look at the MacBook Pro models and the iMacs. You can get a Retina iMac or a plain iMac. Same with the MacBook Pro line. Like I said, I know they are trying to have different price points, but it is is out of control in my opinion. The MacBook Pro should come Retina only. Uh, That would separate it from the consumer line even more. Maybe the top of the line iMac is Retina only, Almost like the Pro model without calling it a Pro. As of right now, the iPhone seems to have it right. However, there are rumors of a Pro model. Really? I have an iPhone. uh, Have the iPhone in three screen sizes. Call it the iPhone, iPhone SE, and iPhone Plus and be done. The iPod line has it right. Shuffle, which I can't even believe they still sell. Nano and touch. Simple and straightforward. They need to do this across the board. Sorry for the lengthy comment, Donnie. He's right. He's right, though. Yeah,
1: I agree. But I mean, look, I, I worked at Apple. I, you know you know me. I'm a Mac guy. I'm a technologist. When we went to update my wife's computer, she thought she wanted the new MacBook Air. I think I told you that story, right? And yeah. It was, I walked into the Apple store, and I walked up to the MacBook Air, and I started to configure one. And When I was all done, there's a an Apple guy standing behind me looking over my shoulder, and he goes, Very nice computer, but let me show you something. And then he takes me to the MacBook Pro, which is right next to it, and he brings up the price of that. And it was all the same features, some things even better, better graphics, uh a, a retina display, uh, I'm trying to think what else it was. It had the same S same memory size, the same disk size, the same you know, all that that I had configured it for like two hundred and fifty bucks less. And he said it's six ounces heavier. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> he said if you can deal with six ounces, don't fully equip a MacBook Air get the macbook pro yep uh, and what's which, which is what we ended up did buying it's the one you know what that's when the, there's no disc in it so it's gotten small and i was wondering why is there still an air when there is the new macbook it looks like the macbook looks like an air in fact
2: isn't it smaller it is it's smaller than the air it, i don't know I, apple's I don't product
1: like line i must admit it's I, if you've played with it for any length of time it's more like having an ipad with a keyboard um it's it's it lags a little bit but i agree with him well it's there's
2: got a mobile processor in it, it. right there's too many choices, and I think they need to... That's one of the things Jobs changed when he came over and took over from Gil Emilio. And by the way, Gil Emilio was already working on just this issue, but right. Jobs gets the credit, of course. Was to get rid of a lot... I mean, th- there was way too many products. And Jobs famously put this thing up on, a, uh, on screen at a Macworld Expo, where it was basically four products. And of course, look, they got a lot more products, now a lot more product lines. But at the time, it was... Desktop and laptop. You have a pro desktop and a consumer desktop. So you had the, the Mac Pro, basically. Right. and oh, Actually, then it was called the Power Mac. And then the iMac. And on the Pro line, you had the PowerBook and the iBook. That was it. That's the product line. Now, you can get a couple of different models under each one, but that was the product line. It was very simple. Now, Apple is a company has grown. They have the watch. They have the iPhone. They have the iPad. They have the Macs. We get it. But even within just the Max, there's way too many products. Even just in the watch. J- in just in the watch, it's crazy. I, I it, it's really really confusing. I think honestly, I think they the only one that have it completely right, at least currently. There's two of them, Apple TV, two models, and the only difference is storage capacity. That's it. Right. And I think the price is like 30 bucks or 50 bucks difference that's between the two.
1: Just one, that's actually one model with two different storage. Yeah, but right.
2: Anyway. And then the iPhone. I think the iPhone is a good example of getting it right. Yeah, there's three. Yeah. But, I mean, you can get different configurations and colors in those three. But for the most part, it's three. I think the iPad is starting to become a mess. Now you've got the 10-inch, you've got the 9-inch, and those are the Pro. Then you it have a mess, the,
1: It was a mess five years ago. Well, no, five years ago the iPad. No, that yeah, was okay. I mean, when they, I have an iPad three, and then there was an iPad four immediately. Then there was the iPad mini. Then there was the and iPad were, Air. And was, they still was,
2: had the iPad two for sale. And they still the
1: iPad two. And it was just like, oh my god, I don't. I, don't yesterday even know what to get. I was looking up which one I had on this list, and the guy said it's almost impossible to tell. And then it turns out I have two of them. They're, they're supposed to be the same unit. They have different model numbers.
2: Yeah. It's Apple really needs, and look, Tim Cooks is, is supposed to be that guy. That's what he's really good at, but he's let it get way out of control. I agree with Donnie. They need to wrest control of this yep. back. Yep. I don't like limiting choice, but there's a problem with too much choice. It, it leads to confusion. So they need to streamline the products and the different models within those product lines. And I had
1: to, to tell Donnie, I, I was curious to look at the new Toyota Prius the other day so i went to the toyota website i think they're learning from apple there's like six or eight models of the prius site like, and and trying to compare them all was like you know the the prius the prius eco the prius 2 eco the prius 4 the prius 4 touring the Pri- it was like give me a break and and you know the difference was oh this one comes with a sunroof and this one doesn't it, wait wait and it, i i closed the web page i said you know i'm going to go down and look at a car <laughs> it's like, trying to buy it. Too much choice gets confusing and then you just give up,
2: right? Yep. Too many people do. That's that's the problem when you have a huge product line. So, I, I'm with you 100%, Donnie. Um, next, we've got I just lost my place on the plane. Oh, by the way, Scott wrote in By the way, last week I was listening to Tech Fan while unpacking equipment for an hour on a shipping dock. Made it fun. Thanks. <laughs> Some people like listening to me when I get angry and start ranting and raving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you and I are good at that. I
2: think. It's- oh, we—it's—I uh, can't help it sometimes. Brian Chafin said, I- "I'm grumpy too much." He goes, "You're not grumpy." I, think I am too. Oh, yeah, I, I, he's probably right, but I don't think of myself as grumpy. I'm, I'm honestly—I'm usually pretty laid back and smiling, and I'm not in a bad mood. I just—I just—I, you know what it is for me, anyways. I hate stupidity.
1: I was just gonna say, you're like me. You have an intolerance for intoler- intolerance for stupid things. Yep. It's like... You know, just make sense. And I i wouldn't say grumpy is the right word. I would say angry is a better word, or annoyed. You're like me. You get annoyed at stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. It just drives you crazy. And I'm the same way. If something, just, I'm, I have this saying, I used to say, just make sense. Right? It
2: just uh, makes sense. You know? To me, it's that's exactly what it is. And too many companies try to get too clever. Yeah. You know, and it's like, uh, narrow it down, guys. Uh, last one for the feedback this week. Uh, actually, we've got two. My fault. Oh, no, it's one. Uh, hi, Tim. Uh, I sent this message, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Tim, you're my new hero. Uh, love your stuff. I'm trying Mine to. Mine too, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, this is about my iCade. Uh, love your stuff. I'm trying to mod an iCade cabinet with a Raspberry Pi. I'm a total noob at this, and would and it would be my first DYI project of this sort, other than playing MAME, Providence, MAME for All, sideloading all that stuff onto iOS devices and Apple TV. I've seen a few mods online like yours. Yours looks the cleanest. He obviously didn't see it in person. I was thinking of stripping the stickers, sanding the parts, painting, and then applying the new art. Saw that from a few other modders do that. My biggest question, would you mind letting me know what parts you use for the display and maybe give me a few tips on the integrated power source? With Raspberry, I'll have I'll have to power the CPU and the display. Uh and are these good displays? And he sent a link and it was not a good display. It's actually one that I tried before and it was crap.
1: Also, I want to know tip- about your key. I want to know about your buttons too. That's
2: the one. That's my question for you. Well, what I'm going to do is, uh, oh, and he also wrote also any tips on the plexiglass and the nice framing you designed around it would be appreciated. So let's start there with the plexiglass. I just had the, the I, there's a hardware store just literally right down the street from us that sells plexi and they'll cut it. I just measured the size of the plexiglass went down there they cut it for me and it cost me 2 bucks. As for the framing, I put the plexiglass in the icade with the eye, with the screen lit up. And then I just put a dot in each corner where the actual screen was. I masked oh. that off with um tape with a rounded corner. And then I just painted, you know, the the edges so it just kind put of a black spray paint? Yeah, that's all. Cool. So I mean I there's no place to that buy it.
1: I have the opposite problem. I have a I have a framing in my cabinet, but the monitor is bigger than the frame, so I have to take the frame out because I can't. Especially when you're, it goes back to Windows mode, and I
2: can't see the icons. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, 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 so when you say the framing, where it, you mean the the bezel?
1: Yeah. So it came okay. with a yeah. slide-in bezel. Yeah. that It sits in front of the monitor, but it.
2: Uh, yeah. Just old, get a piece of plexi. Put the put Sorry? the clear in. Get get the piece of get it cut to size because you don't want to cut that yourself it's a pain in the ass so get it cut to size slide it in mark the edges of the monitor in the corners just a little black marker
1: that's a great idea
2: and then just basically use a ruler and some you know round surface to mask off and then you tape the inside what you would actually see you tape that and then you paint the outside of the plexi but you paint it from behind
1: you don't paint the yeah
2: right. And um, Which that's means it.
1: It'll look glossy from the front. Exactly,
2: and if there's any imperfections and it drips a little bit, you're not going to see it. Right. So that's all I that's did. It was that's it was simple. I mean, my my screen, the plexi screen, I should say, uh, black spray paint cost, what two bucks, and the plexi itself costs honestly, I think it was less than two bucks, but they just rounded it up to two dollars, less than five bucks, and I've got a nice bezeled screen and it makes all the difference. If you don't actually okay. see the monitor, it just it looks so much better.
1: Do you have a LCD monitor? Or do you have a re- real monitor?
2: Uh, a it's CRT it's techni- monitor? it's a it's technically a um, LCD. Okay. And, and someone
1: was telling me if you can get a CRT monitor in there, it looks it looks more like the old games.
2: Well, it does because you get scan lines. But as I discussed on this, that. I put a scan line generator to get that effect.
1: Yeah. We talked about that. I forgot that's right.
2: Yep. But yeah, it's really a pain. Those old monitors, old old CRTs are just such a pain to work with. Yep. And you can pick up uh, an LCD for just next to nothing. The one that I'm using in my full-size arcade with the Scanline generator, I, it was like 10 bucks for the monitor.
1: It makes me laugh that we take a modern technology and then we buy a piece of equipment to make it look old. Mm-hmm. I just love that.
2: <laughs> you got to you got to make it look like the way it did. Otherwise, have, it looks you have too to good.
1: Your scan line generator, please. I,
2: I will have to do that. Um, well, it's in the show notes. The last time you were on the show, it's okay, it, it's, I'll go it's back in yeah. Uh, I can.
1: People don't know, LCDs don't do scan lines. We're old monitors. where a CRT scan. They scan the screen, so you get horizontal lines. So that was.
2: TechFan256 called Bad Graphics.
1: Bad Graphics, yeah. And it, it it just was the look then. That was the best you could get.
2: Uh, i It looks like I didn't actually post a link to it. Uh-oh. So oh, you have to do that. I just found it. Um, yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll post this to you so you have it. But I'll also put it in the show notes. So anybody who are Roger interested will also find it. Um, so he wanted, I emailed him. He emailed back, and when I was at MacStock, quite a few people looked at my iCake because I brought it with me. And uh, Adam Christensen from the MacCast emailed me after the show was over that he wants to build one, and did I have a parts list of all the (laughs) stuff that I use. So I actually put a parts list together. Most of the stuff I picked up on Amazon, so I just went back through my history, and I was like this, this, this. And I've got a complete, including the monitor, including... Uh the arcade board, the power supply, everything. All the parts to literally make this work. So for instance, I bought the uh the sixteen one board right. through a company called Holland Computers. Well right now for ninety nine ninety five, they have a kit that comes with a JAMA harness, a joystick, buttons, power supply, and the sixteen one for a hundred bucks. Wow. So I'm going to post this list in this episode of Tech Fan. So the list is going to be quite long, other you know, underneath where it says links. So if you want to buy all the parts to make your own, you got to find your own ICade, obviously. Um, episode 265 of TechFan podcast. I have a complete link. I might repurpose this link or this uh, list. At notnewvideogames.com eventually, and and wrote a kind of a how-to and things to take a look at and that sort of thing. But for now, I'll post a a parts list on techfanpodcast.com or mymac.com. And if you want to do the same thing I did, including the buttons, and that's what Owen was talking about, I will have that list. Now the the buttons buttons light up. Are
1: they controlled?
2: No, no, no. That's that's those are different buttons. That's the buttons on my Neo Geo.
1: Oh, the Neo Geo. Are those controlled?
2: You can hook them up to a controller, but I didn't. I just ran just them. Just them up. Okay. F- yeah, five volts directly to the power supply. You okay. turn on the machine; those buttons light up. Yeah, I uh, like the way that looks. The ones- when I was looking at, light up buttons. You can get them all. Just Google search. Oh, them absolutely. There. But it's different buttons that I'm using in my arcade machines. The other okay. ones, because I wanted gold leaf switch buttons that weren't very uh, clicky, yeah. that have a shorter throw and be quieter quieter was well, they, kind they of. Last important. Longer too, but- they will. And so I'll have this complete list at techfanpodcast.com. You guys can go check it out, including the page where I bought the stickers to make it look like a Pac-Man or a Donkey Kong or whatever. Um, it's not difficult if you guys are mildly interested in doing a DIY arcade. It it's not going to cost you a lot. It's going to be less than four hundred bucks. It really will. And you've got a really cool thing to play with for many years. Now What's not included in this list is the software. If you want that information, send me email. I'll send you some links. But quite honestly, Owen and I talked about it earlier. Um, the front end, Maximus Arcade. The front end is only what you see. You still need software to run these old games. And then you need the ROMs to actually play those games.
1: M- MAME you can find anywhere for arcade games. Yep. But it's the ROMs, Uh Let's just say it's not exactly
2: legal, but no one seems to be prosecuting people for doing it. Right. And a lot of these things you can actually play on your Mac if you're a Mac user. For instance, uh, Nestopia, N-E-S-T-O-P-I-A. Do a Google search for that. You'll find a Mac version of it. Download that. Find uh, NES game ROMs. And you can play NES games right on your Mac. They'll run great. They'll look great. So...
1: And, and if I, and I will find you a link, I think I can find it. I have a friend who's actually building arcade you know arcade cabinets. yeah yeah, you so, tell me about him.: Yeah, he's, he took my major havoc away, and he was copying it, so he's, he's going to start building real arcade cabinets. So if you want a real arcade cabinet, uh, I don't know if it'll be posted this time, or maybe I'll tell Tim about it next time I'm on once I get more information from him, uh, he will build and ship you a cabinet that's a real arc, you know a copy of a real arcade cabinet. So you can build your own arcade cabinet now, you, can, you know with a monitor and a, and it, and a control panel, and you, you're all set. so So with
2: that, Owen and I are going to wrap up this episode went over an hour, and, and Owen had kind of a heart out. He needed to be done I with do have an hour. To my yep. wife. we're going to the farmers' market. So. Well, I also have to run out to these uh, people's house again and help them with their issues that they're still yeah, it's having with that. I, I, yeah, I'm not quite sure they're saying they were hacked. I don't know if they really understand what the term means. I hear that quite a bit. Oh, my computer was hacked. It was never hacked. Uh, it it's very problems, rare that uh eh, it's pretty rare on a Mac, to be honest. Well, but It's possible that somebody installed some malware somewhere and it's
1: stealing data from uh,
2: You know, the thing is I went to the activity monitor and I was looking at all the network traffic and I didn't see anything suspicious. I went through Ex- all the apps. I didn't see anything suspicious. I went to CPU usage and I didn't see anything that was using the CPU or the RAM Sorry. that was suspicious. Huh. So I, you know, but she's done this since you. No, been. this was no, this was after I. Uh, this was before I went there the first time. Oh, okay. When she was telling me about this company and initially I thought it seemed a little suspicious, so I was looking through logs and I was looking I, through the activity I, monitor to see if they installed something suspicious on here because that was my fear. And, and honestly, I didn't find anything. But now here's the thing. She they also did something on her computer, and I did not look at her computers Ah, uh, so I don't know yeah. i will go back through the report back next time, yeah, we'll see <laughs> um with nice that to talk to you again yeah no i I really appreciate you coming on oh and next week I'm gonna have uh if all goes well, a special guest uh somebody that I found online that is running a business. And it has to do with reinventing how you do laundry, the technology behind washing machines and stuff. And I found that that. it it seemed really interesting to me. I I sent him a message like back in February that I would love to. His story was really interesting. I'd love to to talk to him. He's in the uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, I would love to hear that. I have no idea
1: why my Samsung washer actually cleans clothes now.
2: (laughs) <laughs> so this it's guy, he, this guy in his company is kind of trying to reinvent that. And no, but I
1: mean even that's reinvented from the old top. It doors, is used to use twenty five gallons. But
2: this is water. smart. This is this. He's using technology for stuff like he knows when the power is cheapest on the grid, and that's when the washing machine and the dryer will actually do its thing. So it's going to cost you less money that way. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to have we him. Saw, he's agreed to come on. We'll see. I mean, things happen. Ask it him could about change.
1: Smart tags
2: as well because I read this article about um, clothing
1: manufacturers putting the washing information on a tag so that when you throw it into your
2: washer it's
1: read by the washer and it knows it can set its settings based upon the... Right, no hot
2: hot water for these.
1: Right, most critical... So if you throw everything in because you're not sorting... This thing will read all the tags and go, okay, i got to do this in cold water on General Cycle. And it will know this stuff and ask him about that. Because that's, that's been a promise for a while. Yeah. It's very cool.
2: So he's coming on next week, hopefully. Uh, that's why I'm not giving names or company name Because things could change. I don't want to disappoint anybody. But hopefully he'll be here next week. And then the week after, David will come back and uh, from his vacation unless he... I don't know if he said he's only off two weeks or it was three. And if he doesn't,
1: I might be here again.
2: Yeah, I, and that's the thing. <laughs> Owen is uh one of our regular co hosts on the show and I love it when you come on, Owen. I really do appreciate it. I know it's for you it's early in California, even though it's it's not early.
1: Not super early, but it's you know for a Sunday it's early.
2: <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> Actually I slept to eight thirty today. That was Oh, shut up! That was a rarity <laughs> for me. I'm almost always up by six. So
1: yeah, I know you are. You are usually a, you're usually you're an early early waker. So.
2: Yeah. Well, when oh. I worked at the post office at the end of the, of the early '90s, it it broke me of that sleeping in thing. Can't be a mailman and sleep in.
1: That's true. Well, I, I, you probably could here in California. I think our mail arrives around 4 p.m.
2: <laughs> but somebody else is getting it at 10 a.m. on the same That's, route. But you must have a huge. Uh, Thing to, I mean I look
1: in his two little truck thing and it you know the amount of mail he carries it's like obviously they've cut down um, there's a TV program called win sanity I don't know if you've seen that game show nope uh, on on one of the game show networks and one of the questions was how many mailmen were there in the United States and now I wish I could remember the number but it just blew me away at how many how many and you don't think about it, how many letter carriers are there across the United States it just a nuts number but i gotta go so all
2: right man i'll see you soon Let's
1: google there's your google search trivia question for today
2: and everyone remember to send us feedback the show at techfanpodcast.com follow us on twitter facebook you can uh leave comments on the show notes uh at mymac.com stoplightnetwork.com or techfanpodcast.com where are you on the twitter on I think I am Owen
1: Rubin, but you I go. you know what? I okay, I have to go back and look. I have to click on my logo. It's terrible. Uh you don't look you don't tweet yourself, right? No. So I think I'm o I'm O Rubin.
2: O Rubin on Twitter is is Owen. You can find me personally at MyMac, but I am also Tech Fan Podcast on Twitter. And we'll see you guys in one week. Thanks, Owen. See ya.